Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports. Yo, yo, if I said it, then I meant it. There's life and death inside of the tongue, sharper than a two-edged sword. Which side do you want? Big dog, Christ-blooded. Yo, you probably a runt. When we touch down, we kicking it. You probably a putt. It's real. Look, look, this your boy Jarrell Golden, man, CEO of Imago Day Records, and I'm chilling with MTMV Sports, and I suggest that you keep it locked. 48 coming soon, too. Be ready. Young man, humble. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. So happy to be joined today by the Scott Fishbowl champ, Sam Lane, Mr. Stumpy himself. Bro, how are you doing today? What's going on, Rick? I'm excited to be here. Uh, excited to be on. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Hey, man, for the people who don't know who you are, look, I know your reputation like goes well around the, the Twitter community, but for the, well, the Twitter community and the fantasy football community. But for those who don't know who you are, please introduce yourself to the people. Yeah. So um, as you said, I, I won SFBH uh, last season. Um, that's kind of how I'm known around the community. Uh, I put out a video in a singlet. If you haven't seen it, uh, you can probably search for it. And uh You'll see my, I, I reveal a lot of stuff on that. We'll just say that. Um, you can also find me, I, I host two podcasts. One is the Dynasty Diagnostic with my guy, Aton Mosia. Uh, you can find us at, or on Twitter at D-Y-N-O Diagnostic. Um, I also host the Superflex Super Show with uh, John Hogue, Superflex Dude, and James Katulis, uh, James the Brain. You can find us at Superflex Show on Twitter. And then finally, I uh, started a uh, website with my friend Matt Williams. Um, he's at M A T T and then W I seven seven I A M S on Twitter. And you can find us at FF Mercs on Twitter. Um, and that basically was started as a consulting type of thing where we would look help you with drafts, DFS, um, lineups, trades, stuff like that. Basically, be a, your advisor for the fo- fantasy football season. We are now growing. We've added two podcasts. We will start adding articles and tools here soon as well. So, yeah, if you go to ffmercs.com and check that out, you can see what kind of services we provide. And then we will be adding stuff throughout the season and into the next off season as well. So, that's at ffmercs on Twitter and ffmercs.com. Yo, what a dynamic week for Superflex. Like, what a incredible week um, for these quarterbacks, these young quarterbacks that kind of came out. Dude, did anybody fully surprise you with their performance this week? Well, I think you had to be surprised by both Kyle Allen and um, by uh, Johnson, uh, uh, DJ, this week. Come on, Daniel Jones. Yeah, sorry, Johnson. What? Where did I get that? Daniel Jones. Uh, <laughs> those two, like, I, I don't. I mean, granted, they both had very good um, matchups. I mean, Kyle Allen faced the, the uh, Arizona Cardinals defense, which I, I think is one of the worst defenses in the league right now. Um, threw for four touchdowns. Daniel Jones had an absolutely stunning performance. I believe he is the QB one this week. 
Um, I, I would have to look that up, but he, he might, I think he's the QB one. If not, he's top two, but yeah, I, I don't think you could have really said, Oh, I expect this um, regardless of their matchups and uh, going forward. Like I, uh, I'll say, I'll say this. I think Daniel, Daniel Jones has, has the weapons to, or, or has the ability to, to be good, but he's going to have growing pains. He's a rookie Kyle Allen, the same way. I mean, I, I think the Panthers actually looked better than they did with Cam Newton. Of course, Cam Newton dealing with that foot injury. Um, I can't, I can't expect that moving forward from either of them, but in Superflex, they need to be owned. Same as Teddy Bridgewater. Cause guess what? They're all starting quarterbacks and starting quarterbacks are gold and Superflex. Man, you looked at all the weapons for the Panthers yeah. who weren't able to succeed or, or, you know, shine whenever Cam Newton was there. Man, going forward, like, I, I don't know. If, are these weapons people I should put my, my faith and trust in? Or should I even put my faith and trust in a Daniel Jones? If, if he's out there, should I go and scoop him? Like, is, is this the situation or was this a fluke? Um, I, I think... You have to, it's kind of halfway in between. I think with Kyle Allen probably has a better shot to continue it because like you said, he has, he has Christian McCaffrey. He has Curtis Samuel. He has DJ Moore who only got two targets. Mind you, he only got two targets last week, so they could be better. Um, and then, and then you, for, we forget about Greg Olson, who I, I don't know how he still has two feet, um, but he does and and he's good when he's not injured. So with, with um, Daniel Jones, it's a lot, it's more difficult. Like I like, uh, I like Evan Ingram. I like Sterling Shepard, but now you just lost Saquon Barkley to, and it, it sounds like maybe the, the um, long, a long period of time and upwards of eight weeks. So he, he might go on the IR, um, but we'll see about that. So he loses that dynamic weapon um so i i like i said i don't think you can expect this like th- those type of performances moving forward i do think daniel jones just uh he he showed us what he could do in the preseason and came out on fire and just i i think he can be a legitimate qb2 for the rest of the season kyle allen's a little bit iffy obviously i think cam comes back um after a, f- a couple weeks off um but I mean, next week you you might be able to get a good performance out of him yet again. Man, what should I do about Eli? Is Eli somebody who I should just say, you know what, you know, waiver garbage, like no more Eli? Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. He here's the thing, and 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 it in super flex, it's tough to drop Eli because if Daniel Jones gets hurt. Um, if Daniel Jones struggles, which I, I mean, even if he struggles, I don't expect them to be the giants to bench him. But if he gets hurt for some reason, um, it could, I, I mean, he's, you, you have a starting quarterback in Eli Manning. So basically any, any quarterbacks that you can tell yourself, Oh, they're going to play. They could have playing time in the future. You need to roster. And Eli is one of those. Okay, cool. So he, He's definitely somebody I'm looking to roster. Uh, roster uh, I said roster. Roster. <laughs> Yo. Um. Okay. Cool. So those people surprised you with their performances. Mm-hmm. Who disappointed you this week? Well, um, I think probably, and this will be true for everybody. Stefan Diggs. Uh, he's disappointed me all season, 
but he had a pretty good matchup this week. I believe the Raiders have given up the six most fantasy points, sorry, eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers on the season. And I think a lot of people thought this was going to be a breakout game for him. Um, unfortunately, he only got three targets. He caught all three, but he only got 15 yards. Like, I just, I don't know about this, um, this offense for the Vikings. I, they just, they want to run the ball. Um, and that's been very obvious. They are one of the bottom teams in the league in terms of pass percentage. Uh, so it, and they, they run the ball a ton and they're playing defense. And the, the disappointing thing about it is they're two and one doing this. So it, I don't think that Zimmerman is, is bound to change that. And I don't know what that means for Stefan Diggs. Like, I, I think he's a buy low right now, but I honest, he's one of those that I question whether they're actually he's actually going to do anything in the near future. And they just paid these two guys, which is just astounding to me that you paid these two and they're among the top or they're they're among the top in, in terms of salary cap percentage to wide receivers, and yet you're not using them. And it's good for like Dalvin Cook owners because Dalvin Cook is absolutely on fire. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate for Stefan Diggs. I think he, and, and I believe Matt Harmon would agree with this, that he is among, among the best, if not the best route runners in the game, he's just not getting targets. And I don't know if that changes in the, in the near future here. Um, and then the other one that, that really disappointed me, uh, was Chris Carson. Chris Carson just seems to want to give his job away for some reason. He's had three fumbles in two games. Uh, he had a great matchup last week or this week. Um, and he didn't have Rashad Penny to compete with touches and he started off fine. And then he fumbled the ball and he had, he only got 15 carries for 53 yards. And I just don't know what's going on with his hands. He's what he's one of the best playmakers at the running back position. But if you can't hold on to the ball, they can't really trust you to carry the ball. So that was another very disappointing um, performance this week. Man, Chris Carson started off the game slipping all over the place. Like he was just slipping here, and every every time he went to go make a cut or went to make a move, he was slipping in the backfield. But he was at home, so that's no excuse. That's just kind of right. – and, and you know what I mean? So if you're on the road and you're traveling, you're not expecting the conditions, that's whatever. But if you're playing at home – that's on you. So I, you know, I can't, <laughs> I can't really say anything. Right. But let me ask you this question, man. You mentioned Stefan Diggs being somebody who's a, um, a by low guy. Um, you mentioned, you know, Carson as somebody with a, a lot of potential. How do you handle these guys moving forward? Like I, with, with Diggs, I'm, I'm in a holding pattern right now. Cause I think his value is just so low right now, especially after these first three weeks that, that you're you're just not going to get much for him. Um and like I said, the the Vikings are only throwing it 39% of the time and running it 61% of the time, which is far and away the fewest time or the the highest or lowest ratio however you want to look at it in the league. And li- listen, Diggs is is one of the premier wide receivers in the league. Like he's had issues with injuries, but like I said, he is one of the best route runners in the game. And I don't think you want to sell on that right now. You don't want to sell low on him right now. So if I'm, if anything, I'm whole, if I own him, I'm holding and I'm trying to buy because I think like he was probably worth, I, I don't know if he was worth multiple firsts, 
um, type value for in dynasty. Uh, but you could probably get away with a, a, a one first right now. Um, and be fine. I, I would probably be doing that because he's still young. He's still one of the best wide receivers in the game. I, I just have to think that they're going to use them, use both Thielen and Diggs at some point here in the future. With Carson, hmm, that one's tough as well because he's, like I said, three fumbles in two games. And I I don't. And Rashad Penny looked good last week. He was injured this week, obviously, but he looked good last week. I I just I I feel like maybe he is Rashad Penny is going to be taking more carries here, and I I'm almost at a sell point with Chris Carson because of the last two games. But that might be just reactionary. Like I said, he's a fantastic running back. He's one of the best runners in the game. I just I don't know what Pete Carroll's going to do because of these turnovers. So if you can sell relatively high, I might be doing that. Maybe maybe you can get like a Mark Ingram right now for Chris Carson. I would be doing that. Do you think somebody honestly would give up a Mark Ingram for Chris Carson? After after this week's performance, maybe not. Um but I just I feel like people are undervaluing Mark Ingram right now. Uh even though he is the RB one on a a relatively um, run heavy team in Baltimore, I I just think that he's being undervalued because a lot of people were thinking, oh well, it's I mean Justice Hill's going to take over that job, and he's older. He's I mean he's only on like a two year contract, as and that's another thing is especially in Dynasty where age we love uh, young guys, and if you can, I, I don't know if you can do it, but like. For, well, first and foremost, you shouldn't be making a a uh, a one for one trade at the same position. I wouldn't be doing that. But if you were able to buy Ingram and sell Chris Carson right now in, in some sort of deal, I might be trying that. But again, I, it's a good question. I I don't know if you could actually do that right now. Yo, let's start looking ahead a little bit. I want to know about Week Four. So. You know, as people try to get over what happened to them <laughs> this week, um, or you know, some people are relishing in the awesomeness of this week. Who are some guaranteed producers for Week Four based on their matchups? Uh, I think Terry McLaurin. Um, he, I think he's probably going to have a difficult. Uh, well, and we're recording this before the Monday night game, but he's probably going to have a difficult matchup this this week. I don't know if. There, there's going to be a lot of scoring from Washington in this game, so people might be a little bit lower on McLaurin, but he plays New York next week, and they they just gave up a monster, a monster game to uh, Mike Evans, um, and I'm trying to look here. 190 yards and three touchdowns to Mike Evans. Uh, they, they're giving up the second most points to wide receivers, and so McLaurin being the wide receiver one for Washington, I think it's going to be a high scoring game because actually the Washington ranks uh, has allowed the most fantasy points to wide receivers to, to date in the first two weeks. The Giants have allowed the second most. So I think you, there's going to be a lot of scoring in that game. It's two bad defenses. So I think Terry McLaurin's basically guaranteed production, double digits at the very least production in that game, probably score at least a touchdown, probably could per, or probably were 
more than likely will surpass 100 yards. So I really like Terry McLaurin next week. Um, will Disley, uh, a name that is kind of rising now among tight ends. Uh, he has, I believe, three touchdowns in the last two games. Uh, let me look here. Apologize. Uh, yeah, he has he has three touchdowns the last two games. He had five targets last week against Pittsburgh, seven targets against New Orleans. Uh, he seems to be a red zone weapon for uh, for Russell Wilson, and they play um, the Cardinals, and the Cardinals have given up the most fantasy points to uh, tight ends this season. Uh, they get, they just gave up oh, Jesus Christ. They just get so they they gave up 131 yards and a touchdown to TJ Hawkinson. They gave up 112 and a touchdown to Mark Andrews yesterday. They gave up 75 yards and two touchdowns to Greg Olson. They they are terrible against tight ends. So Will Disley is a is a guy that I think will produce and get at least a touchdown, uh, probably 50 plus yards, and he's he's basically guaranteed that uh, because of that. Uh, Cardinals defense uh, Justin Jackson play they play the the Chargers play Miami I think that's self-explanatory they'll probably be up big Justin Jackson will be leaned on to run the ball so I think I like Justin Jackson uh, this week and then I think James Conner James Conner has obviously had a disappointing start to the season they play the Bengals though the the Steelers play the Bengals and the Bengals have allowed the second most fantasy points to running backs. And that includes Frank Gore this past week. Um, Chris Carson dominated them in week one, a Raheem Moster. What? So the, the giants had three guys in double digits, uh, fantasy points against them, uh, uh, in, in week two. And then, like I said, uh, Frank Gore scored a touchdown at 76 yards on the ground in, in week three. So, if there's a game that the Steelers get off get off this like this abysmal slide and Connor can restart his season, it's this week in week four. So I think James Connor's a good start as well. I love it. Yo, you mentioned Justin Jackson and you mentioned the matchup that they have next week. They've been doing well. Him and Austin Eckler have been yep. doing well filling in for Melvin Gordon, but Melvin Gordon's return is imminent. Like, it's not happening next week, but it's happening at some point this season. If you own him, what are you doing with him right now if you don't have an IR spot? With Melvin Gordon? Uh, I think you you just you have to hold him because, obviously, I think his value is extremely low. Uh, he says he will be playing um, this season. I don't uh, – the thing is, there, there's two scenarios. He either gets traded – well, three scenarios. He either gets traded – he comes back in what week 10 when he has to, to make this so he can become a free agent next year or they actually, um, or he actually holds out. I think, I don't think the um, chargers cause they have a history of this. I don't think the chargers are going to give him a long-term contract, especially now because Eckler and Justin Jackson, like you said, are filling in, I think above and beyond what anybody could have expected. Um, so you, I think you have to hold him, but you better be prepared that he doesn't play this season. Oh, wow. That sounds like um, the, the situation I went through last year dealing with uh, Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Bell yep. Yes, it seems just like that. I, I don't want to get caught up in that again. Um, but to be honest with you, it's so hard to let go, bro. It's so hard to you. let go. I hear you. So- I mean, and, and, and he's a premier talent. Like, he's a very involved in the, the 
pass game. Like he's just one of those guys where it's like, I can't just drop him because I don't know what's going to happen. He could come back at any point, but at the same time, it's like, well, now I'm just taking up a roster spot. Uh, so especially in those shallow bench leagues, like you can't drop him because if he does come back, he's extremely valuable and you just like, you've lost that chance. So that it's, it's rough. <laughs> Yo. So, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned you're taking up a roster spot because this week, you know where we are, we're recording like Monday. So um, Tuesday is when guys make those decisions about waiver wire targets. Who are some good waiver wire targets going into week four? Well, I think and I know uh, the obvious one. Yeah. Um, but I think Philip Dorsett, uh, is a, is a good one this week. Um, I mean, I'm not going to mention Gallman because I think everybody knows that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so beyond beyond um, Gallman, I think Philip Dorsett is a good one. Uh, we saw him last. I mean, without obviously without Antonio Brown, he's been very productive this season. Uh, in week one, uh, he had 21.5 fantasy points. Um, he had two touchdowns, 95 yards in week three at 53 yards and a touchdown, um, on seven targets. So he seems to be a guy that, uh, Brady looks towards, especially in the red zone. Um, and I, I don't know what's going on necessarily with Edelman, but there could be more targets here in the near future as well. So I think Dorsett is a good, uh, pick up this week. Uh, he, according to ESPN, he's only rostered in 11.4% of uh, leagues. Uh, an- another good one, uh, another guy that I mentioned, uh, Will Disley, uh, red zone target for Russell Wilson, three touchdowns in the last two weeks. Uh, so, and, and like I said, he's got a fantastic matchup next week, but I don't think that matters. Cause if you, if we look at Will Disley's career, uh, he has in seven games played, he has five touchdowns and he has 280 yards. So he's been a target for Russell Wilson since he started playing. So, I mean, I don't, yes, it's relatively fluky in terms of like the amount of touchdowns, but what we're looking at is a Will Fuller to John Watson type of relationship where he's just scoring touchdowns and until that stops, he, he needs to be on your roster and he probably needs to be starting. And like I said, he has 12 targets over the last two games. So it's not like he's only getting three, two, three targets. He's getting significant targets. So you, I mean, he, I think he's very startable at this point. Um, so that, I mean, he's another good one. Uh, one that probably is going to go under the radar very much is Deion Kane. Uh, T.Y. Hilton injured, re-injured his quad this past week. Um, I don't necessarily know what the update is on that. I'm probably, we probably won't know until Wednesday, but T or Dion Kane has ran the most routes among wide receivers last week for the Colts. And he ran th- uh, the second most in week two. So, I mean, Dion Kane's a guy, he hasn't been super productive, but if T.Y. Hilton's out, Deion Kane seems to be the guy that's getting a significant uh, snap share. And, and mind you, he he took over after – or he, he he became, I think, the wide receiver too after Devin Funches went down. So Deion Kane's a sneaky, under-the-radar guy that I think could benefit if T.Y. Hilton is out for any significant amount of time. And he – I mean, if he's owned in leagues, it's at a fraction of percent. And then finally um, – 
Uh, you're gonna you might have to help me with this it's demir is it demir bird <laughs> i can't remember uh, <laughs> uh i i don't necessarily know how to say that first name uh but you're talking about the um the wide receiver from the arizona cardinals right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i think demir is the name but i mean you know if we're both wrong it's fine the spelling <laughs> is d-a-m-i-e-r-e right. and b-y-b-y-r-d yeah but He's played in 88% or more of the of the Cardinals offensive snaps. He had the the most offensive snaps last week for the Cardinals wide receivers. That's above Christian Kirk, above Larry Fitzgerald. He had seven targets in the first two weeks. He only had four last week. But at some point, he's got to break through, right? Like the guy is out there. He's getting he's getting snaps. At some point, they're gonna have to target him. So I, I, that's another under the radar guy um, that probably should be should be picked up. And if somebody like if Larry Fitzgerald in his old age and, and arthritis goes down for a couple games, or Christian Kirk gets injured like he did last season, Bird steps up and becomes very valuable in that offense. So I think Bird is another another waiver wire pickup that needs to be had on rosters. Awesome. Yo, we'll play two really quick games right after this. And we're going to take a small break. And then right after this, we'll play two quick games. One is called Trade Wins, and the next one is called Trust Fall. And we'll go ahead and kick that off. All right. This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. Hey, you're beautiful. You're awesome. And guess what else? You're listening to MTNV Sports. Keep it locked. Coming hey, in. this is Alani Martin, track state champion, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. All right, we're back. All right, yo, um, I'm here with the Scott Fishbowl 8 champ <laughs> talking to Stumpy, man. Um, Sam, hey, I got a question. Um, This is a real quick session. Before we hop into trade wins, how many trades really go, you know, how many trades often happen in the Scott Fishbowl? Well, none, because I don't believe there are trades allowed in the Scott Fishbowl. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are you serious? Yep. It's about it's about drafting and, and waiver wire pickups. Oh, wow. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that's scary. So if you missed a draft, then it's like, if you you're, miss a draft, you're, you're on the waiver wire constantly. Yep. So how's the waiver wire thing go? Is it like, is it um you pay cash? I mean, not yeah. cash. You know what I mean? Like you pay your bucks up. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 uh free agent dollars. Um, I think you get two hundred, and and it's no, sorry, you get one hundred, and it's super flex. So like Ooh. when when Andrew Luck went down with injury, there was a lot of hundred dollar bids. No. Um, yeah. No. Or not with injury. Sorry, with with when he retired, when um, Nick Foles yeah. went down. Gardner Minshew got a lot of hundred dollar um, waiver wire bids. I don't know about Allen. I don't know about uh, Bridgewater, but I have to assume that a significant portion of people's well, Bridgewater actually might have gotten a hundred hundred um, dollar bids as well. But yeah, it's it's kind of a shark infested waters. There's a lot of sharks, and you honestly you'd probably need to be ahead of the curve when it comes to waiver wire because because of that so you need to be looking week two weeks ahead good lord man that that seems um that seems like some scary waters right there bro yep it is yo so okay 
Now, outside of the, <laughs> outside of the league, a lot of people will be looking to make some trades, yep. in, and we have this new game called Trade Wins. Um, and so basically, um, you know the three guys, but you don't quite know the scenario. So I'm either going to say you have them, and I'm asking you, would you trade them or not? Or some day on somebody else's team, and I'm going to ask you, would they be a target for you or not? You ready? Okay. Yep. All right, awesome. So Jared Cook has been horrible for the first three weeks. He's just been really, really bad, but he is supposed to be one of the big weapons in this Saints offense. You know Drew Brees went down, and when um, Teddy Bridgewater came in this week, he targeted Jared Cook, not a ton, but he, he was a target, but he just wasn't, you know, he's not catching the ball right now. I don't know what's happening. The question is, he's on your team. Are you looking to trade him? I mean, I for what is the big thing? Like, if somebody's buying low, I would trade – I would trade him right now for pennies on the dollar. I just don't think he is. I think he had two good years, but this is basically Jared Cook, right? I mean, Jared Cook hasn't been good uh, outside of the two years in Oakland. Um, And that was in 2018 and 2017. Other than that, he's been fine, but he's been a disappointment. Um, and I think a lot of people are looking at 2018 and going, oh, well, he had over 100 targets and 896 yards and six touchdowns. People don't realize that he was basically the only target for Derek Carr last season. And other than that, he's he's always had his issues with, with his hands. He's always been a relative disappointment. And now he's competing with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And he's third fiddle at best on on that team. So I'm selling for pennies on the dollar because I just don't think Jared Cook's going to amount to much in New Orleans. And that's just been true since Jimmy since Jimmy Graham was traded. Dang. Um, as a Saints fan, that sucks to hear. Um, anyway, so. Well, OK, as a Saints <laughs> fan, that sucks to hear. But you have Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. I think you'll be OK. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. So we're looking at a guy like um, Philip Darsett. You mentioned him earlier, right? He's on another team. He's not on your team. Would you be thinking about putting together a package to go and get a Philip Darsett? Uh, If it's a win now, yes. Because like I said, without Josh Gordon, Philip Darsett has been performing. And then Josh Gordon went down for, or sorry, without Antonio Brown. Josh Gordon went down for a bit yesterday. There was a scare. Uh, Edelman went down for a bit yesterday, uh, or actually I think he missed the rest of the game after he went down. Um, And we don't necessarily know what's going on with Edelman. So yes, I mean, there's not really a, um, a tight end there. Uh, James White was injured. uh, So I I would be buying him. I I don't think he's going to be overly expensive. um, Because he's the third wide receiver, probably the fourth pass catcher there, but I mean, you want a part of this offense right now because this offense, the the Patriots are clicking. So yes, I would be I would be trying to trade for Philip Dorsett right now. Awesome. Okay, here's the last one. You know, Delvin Cook's been going insane, bro. Like he's been going crazy. And with this new run first focus on whatever they're doing over in Minnesota, it looks like his future is bright. But you know his injury history, and you know he's only you know one play away from him not being the guy. My question is, if Delvin Cook's on your team, are you looking to sell high right now? So two things. I 
I don't believe he has a quote unquote injury history or he's not injury prone because I, I, the ACL and the hamstring, I think I believe were part of one injury where he tore his ACL, which is just one of those things that like kind of a freak injury. And then the hamstring was a, a compensation injury from healing from that ACL. So I don't view those as two separate injuries. So I don't, I don't like the label as injury prone for Dalvin cook and I'm always willing to trade people. Like there's, I I don't know if there's anybody that's untouchable for me. I mean, I traded Patrick Mahomes uh, this past off season and I love Pat. I mean, I was a, I was a guy that wrote Patrick Mahomes is going to be, he was either, I I believe it was top 10, but, and so he, he was beyond, Oh no, it was top five. I apologize. I wrote Patrick Mahomes was going to be a top five, quarterback last season so i love patrick Mahomes. he's one of my favorite players in the league but i was offered lamar jackson and christian mccaffrey and i believe in lamar jackson so and this is a super flex league so i couldn't turn that down um so anybody and everybody's available for the right price dallin cook right now looks to be one of the top we'll call it top five running backs in the league like he looks phenomenal and this is what we thought he was going to be coming out and he's just now harnessing that. So I wouldn't be looking to sell, but if somebody wanted to buy for probably probably overvalue, I wouldn't say no to selling him. Love it, love it. Okay, cool. So everybody's available. He's not somebody you hold on to for dear life. If somebody's offering you a situation right. like um, Patrick Mahomes and you know um, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, absolutely. if somebody's offering me that, I'm I'm doing it in a heartbeat. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. I, hey, I like the way you think, man. Yo, so let's hop into Trust Fall. Trust Fall is really easy. I'm going to name a guy. I'm going to name the team they're playing against and their scenario, the league scenario, which means it's a 10-team or a 12-team or 14-team league, and I'm going to tell you if it's PPR or non-PPR, right? And okay. then you tell me, based on their scenario – whether you would start them with confidence, which is a green light, start them with caution, which is a yellow light, or start them, I'm sorry, or don't start them at all, which is a red light. Okay. You ready, Rock? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Nick Chubb versus Baltimore, 12-team league, non-PPR. How do you handle Nick Chubb? Uh, it's a yellow light for me. I just, you can't sit Nick Chubb. He's one of the best running backs, like, on the ground in the game. I mean, it's gonna. It's a tough matchup against the Ravens, but we saw the Chiefs exploit that a little bit uh, last week. So, or, or I guess this week. So, I, it's it's a yellow light for me. Like I said, you can't sub him, or you can't. I don't think you can sit him in any format, unless I mean, unless it is eight team and you have like Dalvin Cook and and somebody else. I I don't know who else would be above him right now, but. Um, if it's not that, then you have to start him. So, yeah, yellow light for me on Nick Chubb. Okay. We got John Ross. He skyrocketed week one and week two. He did well. This week, what we expected. <laughs> Next week, he has a pretty decent matchup against Pittsburgh. You're in a 14-team PPR league. What do you do with John Ross? Yellow light, red light, or green light? I think yellow. I mean – I, I liked what I saw in those first two weeks, and I don't know what um, what his targets were in in week three. But 
he's still a, a at least the wide receiver two for the uh, the Bengals. He he had six targets, so he didn't have as many targets. He only caught two, but I mean, he's still getting the targets. You can't expect week one, week two, like we did, but. I, I still think he can produce against uh, the, the Steelers, even though they looked a lot better last week uh, or this week with, with Minka Fitzpatrick back there. I, st- I, I still think he's going to get six-plus targets, so I think yellow here as well, especially in a 14-teamer where it, guys that will start over him are a little bit uh, slimmer. All right, so now... Everybody and their mom is going to be putting up money this week to go and get Wayne Goldman, right? But yeah. next week he plays against Washington. My question to you is, you're in the 10-team league. It's non-PPR. How do you handle Wayne Goldman? Yellow light, red light, or green light? Ooh, that's rough, man. Um, I have to, if it's non-PPR... I think it's going to be just a high-scoring affair. I just don't know if Wayne Gallman's going to be all that involved on the ground. I think that both the Giants and the Redskins are going to have to throw a ton. Washington's actually been okay against running backs this season. They did allow Ezekiel Elliott to Ezekiel Elliott to go off uh, the previous week. They held the the Eagles down. We'll see what happens with the Bears this week, but their weakness is their secondary. So I would say red light in a 10 team non PPR uh, because I think Daniel Jones and the giants are going to have to throw, throw more and Gallman will be taken out of the game. All right. Awesome. Here we go. So I'm going to try to do something here. Yep. Okay. You're in a 14 team league. Super flex. Okay. Six point for quarterback touchdowns. When they're throwing six points for passing touchdown. Yep. You have Kirk Cousins versus Chicago. How do you handle him? Red light, yellow light, green light. Uh, <laughs> whoo, that's rough. I, I think he's a red. I mean, I think he's a red light because I don't think there is a worse mat like pairing there where a run, a, a quarterback on a run first team versus arguably the best defense in the league. Like I just, I am not, if I can avoid it, if let's just say I have a Kyle Allen or I have a Daniel Jones or even like a Marcus Mariota who I hate, I hate Marcus Mariota, (laughs) but for, yeah, for, for a super flex, I mean, I, I have, I mean, even like Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco's looked like a pile of garbage, but uh, he he's got a better matchup this week or in in week four than um than Kirk Cousins does. So I he's he's absolutely a red light for me. All right, cool. So here we go. Now for the, this is the last one. It's a it's a rookie special. Okay, I'm gonna give you just three random colors. You pick one of the colors, and I'll give you the scenario. You ready, Rock? Yes, sir. Here we go. First color green, second color brown, third color red. Red. Kyler Murray, <laughs> next week, he's going to be playing against Seattle. We saw what happened this week with with Bridgewater. Bridgewater looked good 
against that team, but it was mostly just little dump offs, right? Yeah. Kamara had his day. Um, I mean, Michael Thomas had a day. The defense, well, the special teams had a day, and the defense had a pretty decent day, right? Kyler Murray going against the Seattle team. You're in a ten team league, all right? Just regular, not super flex. You're in a ten team league. He's your quarterback. QB touchdowns count for six points when they're passing it. Yellow light, red light, green light. Mm, I'm gonna go yellow light. Uh, they did the the Seahawks did give up a, a relatively big game to Ellen, Andy Dalton, 418 yards, two touchdowns. They did shut down Mason Rudolph in Pittsburgh. They Bridgewater was fine last week, but like you said, he wasn't like magnificent. Kyler showed his struggles. I mean, I, I feel that the Panthers, well, I mean, they, they weren't, they're, they're actually decent against QBs, but Kyler still had his struggles this season. He's a rookie. Uh, and, and he runs in spurts. Like he had, he had 69 yards rushing last week, but the previous three, he only had 17 com- or the previous two, he only had 17 combined. Um, yeah. I, that's gonna be that's gonna be a yellow that's a yellow light, man. I I mean they're gonna throw a ton. Like he's got he's got fifty four attempts, forty attempts, forty three attempts. Um, but I don't think Seattle's all that bad on defense. They're not great, but they're not the worst. So I would say I would say yellow light. Like if you have a better option, I would be starting them over Kyler, but I don't know what better option means this week. That's so cool. Yo, Sam, thank you so much for joining us, man. It's been absolutely phenomenal, bro. Look, one more time, tell the people where they can find your content and where they can find you on social media. Sure, sure. So thanks for having me, uh, Rick. This was this was cool. I, I like this format. I like these games. You're doing an awesome job. So uh yeah, you can find me you can find me on Twitter at FF Stompy. You can find my work. Um I, like I said, I, I host two podcasts. One is the Dynasty Diagnostic. You can find us at DYNO Diagnostic on Twitter. We are on the Dynasty Trade Calculator feed of a uh, family of podcasts. So download us there. We we generally just we we break down uh, a listener's roster. That's kind of our shtick. So uh, yeah, come check us out there. Uh, Superflex Super Show, uh, DLF Family of Podcasts uh, at Superflex Show on Twitter. Uh, you can, but we actually have our own uh, podcast feed. Again, just look up Superflex Super Show, and then uh, check out FF Mercs. That's at FF Mercs on Twitter, uh, ffmercs.com. Check out what we have to offer. We will be adding articles soon. We will be adding more like DFS tools. Um, we have a bunch of guys that can help you throughout the season on DFS waiver wire ads, uh, trades, stuff like that. Um, so check out that service, listen to the podcast, DFS statistics and the daily blitz. We have, a, a our own, um, our own podcast feed. Uh, that's the FF Mercs podcast feed search for that. You we're also on Razball as well. So yeah, that's, I believe everything. Oh, and I also do a, a start sit column every, every week I did. I had a 75% hit rate last week. Uh, generally average between 60 and 70% week to week. So uh, if you need help with start sits, I'm always available. DM me, but check out that column as well. 
Yo, thank you so much. It's not very often you get a chance to sit down with the Scott Fishbowl champ, and you just got a chance to. This is so amazing, man. Thank you for joining us. Hey, look, if you like what you're listening to, please go ahead and leave us a five-star rating on Apple, <laughs> on Apple yep. Podcasts. Go ahead and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. What it does is it helps other people to find our podcast, leave a comment. We can't wait to hear from you. Thank you again for joining us, and we hope that this segment helped you to suck less at fantasy. Have a great day. Coming in. This is Andrew Brown with the North Florida Tigers prep program, and you are listening to me on MTMV. Support the podcast whenever you can, listen as much as you can, and share as much as you can. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. Whether it's spectacular striking, smothering ground and pound, the sweet science or slick submissions, we cover it all. Every single Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts, sports fans rejoice. My team, my voice.